look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back. You're here with Dave and Faisal on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. You know, Faisal, it's time for um, a quarterly catch-up and a review, see where we are kind of halfway through the year, where, you know, what did we expect for the setup of the year, um, what's happened, and where do we expect to go for the second half? Yeah, and I think we need to look at, you know, when we're looking at the setup, what was the back- backdrop of last year? Yeah. You know, we had, you know, some good numbers out of the markets, especially in the U.S., um, what well, economically speaking, because at the end of the day, economics will drive stock valuations in the future. Mm-hmm. So we got to take a look at what happened last year, what's happening uh, up to year to date, and then yep. what's the expectation for us the year? It is a bit confusing in the sense we've had lots of questions about people saying, hey, earnings season in the U.S. has been spectacular at the beginning of the year, but equity markets haven't necessarily reflected that. Okay. So there's lots to try to make sense of. Shay Shatria is here uh, joining us for the next couple of segments. He's the director of Canadian strategies at Russell Investments. Shay, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks guys for having me. All right, so why don't we start, um, give, us, give us that backdrop that Faisal had referred to. Tell us a bit about uh, 2017, how, we, how that year sort of played itself out, and then we'll put it in context for going forward. Yeah, so 2017 w- was interesting, and obviously 2018 is quite a bit different from what we experienced in 2017. In 2017 overall, it was almost like a te- Teflon year, if you will, because there, was, there were many headline risks, if you think about, you know, trade uncertainty, geopolitical uh, risk, political risks south of the border, et cetera. So we did have to deal with several uncertainties um, throughout 2017, but for various reasons, you know, nothing really stuck in terms of the equity markets. There was this resiliency that we experienced throughout the 2017. And as a result of that resiliency, what we didn't see, (laughs) what there was lack of was volatility overall for 2017. Uh, and as a result of that, we obviously 2017 was a great year for financial markets, a great year for equity markets, obviously the U.S. equities in particular. Uh, and then we fast forward to this year and we see things have changed, right? It's really not as resilient as it was back in, 20, uh, back in 2017. And I think what's changed is that it's not what's changed. It's that I would say things have become a little bit more normal mm-hmm. than they were back in 2017. And what I mean by normal, I think the best way to actually illustrate what normal feels like is to illustrate how abnormal 2017 was. So if I can throw out just a couple of stats. So in 2017 overall, if you think about, um, now thinking about just about the U.S. equity market, so using the S&P 500 as as a proxy for U.S. equities, and you think about um, how many days was the return worse than uh, minus 1%. Right. Throughout the year, only four days did we see a return of less than one minus one percent. Wow! So negative returns were a bit of an anomaly, right? And no negative monthly returns whatsoever. Fast forward to this year, and we've already had fifteen such episodes up, up through the end of May. Right. So four times the number of negative, you know, less than one percent days that we had in all of 2017, we've already experienced in 2018. Do you know when you go back in history, what's a normal amount of volatility in the U.S. markets? Number of times uh, that an investor should expect a one percent or greater drop in a day, in a month, and just kind of can keep a reference point, you know? Yeah, and 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 even a, I think a good way to think about it is just on a monthly basis. So 2017 again, there was not one negative month uh, whatsoever. That's never happened. So 
at a minimum, right, in terms of what's normal, at a minimum, you would expect at least one month of negative return. Yeah. We haven't seen that in decades. Uh, we saw that, obviously, last year in the U.S. equity market. So that's how abnormal it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do see, obviously, things starting to change yeah. this year as we have seen a little bit more volatility um, in the financial markets. Well, in peak to trough, if my research was correct, I think the worst peak to trough move on the S&P last year was negative 2.3%. Exactly. Right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's not even a speed bump. No. Right. No. In historical terms. So we got lulled into this false sense of security. Right. Investors, things can only go higher. That's right. right. That's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that was the norm last year. Um, but it's not it's not this year. So tell us. Uh, so we, we get that 2017 was a bit of a surprise and anomaly in that. What? So what's the setup to 2018? So you're coming into 2018 now. We're going to take you back six months. What what were you looking for? What uh, what was the what did the year hold for you at the beginning of the year? Yeah, so when, as we were, what we were thinking as the year had started, that we were, we had been, the way we've been characterizing it is that the market has gone into what we call a late cycle phase. Um, and as a result of that, and, and we put this in our publications, our expectation was that volatility will indeed rise over the course of the year. Um, did we expect it to, you know, <laughs> accelerate <laughs> exactly in, in February? Uh, no, admittedly, no, uh, we did not. But we did expect volatility to rise because our base expectation was that as the year progresses, the markets would start to discriminate economic data a little bit more than they were over 2017. What had happened and what I think changed the market psyche for 2017, why it, was, why it ended up being a little bit more resilient than we had anticipated was because of the stimulus that came through or the announcement of the stimulus, which is now what we're uh, um, feeling uh, in, in, over the first half of 2018. But because of the tax reform in the U.S., because of the fiscal stimulus that was announced, that pushed back the anticipated or the expectation of the next recession. Right. So therefore, that you know safety blanket, if you will, was rolled out a little bit further and it allowed the market to continue. So our expectation was, well, you know what, as the years would, pro- uh, would progress over 2018, as we get into the second half of 2018 that volatility will start to, to, to increase yet again as the markets start to discriminate the data, economic data coming out and start to digest, well, when is uh, the likelihood for the next recession? And that will, in and of itself, cause a little bit more volatility in the financial markets. Okay, and so, so that we, was sort of the, the setup in terms yeah. of what we were expecting yeah. to happen as we came into the year. And then we got a bit of a surprise, as markets like to do to us. Exactly. didn't quite play out that way because no. volatility decided to rear its ugly head early in the year. Exactly. Right? So, okay, so now we get to, to February, late February, and all of a sudden, wham, the volatility is back. Um, just talk to us a little bit about the, the economic setup. So we know volatility is back. Mm-hmm. Um, does that mean that this, are we late cycle stage? Is this uh, indicative of, of more to come? What, what, what would you tell investors now? Yeah, I do think that this is a reflection now of late cycle phase. So the f- late cycle phase, I think the markets are now starting to think about, well, when is that next um, recessionary type of environment happening? And from an economic backdrop perspective, um, we do believe that over the next, you know, let's, let's think about recession probabilities, right? So at the end of the day, obviously investors will be concerned about, well, when is that next big drawdown occurring, right? When is that going to happen now? Unfortunately, no one has uh, a crystal ball to give you that precise answer. I wish we did, but we don't. But what we think about in terms of drawdown, well, when, when do you expect a bear market, a 20% type of uh, decline in the equity markets? Well, that's normally associated with 
um, recession mm-hmm. risks heightening. Our base case scenario is that over the next 12 months, 12 to 18 months, recession risks should still be fairly contained. Um, but if you have a time horizon of, let's say, you know, call it one to three years, then they're heightened indeed. So, and that's why we're starting to see a little bit more volatility because where in 2017, the market was a little bit more resilient to uh, sort of headline risks and he- headline shock. 2018, as we, ent- as we progress through 2018 into 2019, and the market starts thinking about, well, could the back half of 2019, early 2020 be a recession, you know, high probability of a recession? Well, then th- it's that discrimination, right, is what's causing the volatility now. So we do think that the equity, from an equity market perspective, there will be more volatility, but sort of upward skew mm-hmm. to returns overall, but with heightened volatility, as, we, as we've seen, um, but still with that upward bias. But as we move into 2019, especially in the second half of 2019, and, and the market starts to, uh, tarts, starts to uh, discount the next recession is when we can see a little bit more you know, negative volatility in the financial markets. You know, Dave, I think we should <clears throat> go to break, yeah. come back. I, w- I want to ask about the question, what are the th- key things yep. that you look at to kind of give you that forecast of a recession or the markets are going to turn? What are some of those key indicators? And then what's our outlook for the rest of the year? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Now, before we do take a break here, Faisal, we, we've got to talk about our upcoming seminar because we're going to try to take this, you know, this macro picture and put it into a strategy that helps Uh, individual families bulletproof their retirement. Yeah, and this is where we bring in the five-pillar investment strategy approach, looking at the entire economic uh, viewpoint, profit and protecting in this market, and making sure that your income continually flows to you. And we'll be discussing that on Monday, June 18th, 7 p.m. at the Oak Ridge Co-op Wine and Spirits. Now you need to reserve your seats, so give us a call at 966-8400. That's 966-8400. Or go on our website to register at morethanmoneyradio.com. All right, if you're interested in finding out what those indicators are of the next recession, stick around because we're going to have Shay address that particular question here on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.